Hello, and welcome to this podcast. Animal health and the health of the humans who work with them is a key concern for dairy as it handles the coronavirus crisis. And today we want to delve further into that relationship among humans, dairy cattle, and the virus. Dr. Mike Lormore is the Director of Dairy Cattle Technical Services for Zoetis, the largest global animal health company. Mike is a native of Northern New York and has extensive experience in U.S. dairy as a veterinarian, nutritionist, business manager, and consultant. He is speaking with us from his home in Eagle, Idaho. Also with us for our conversation is Dr. Jamie Jonker. He is a vice president and our resident scientist here at the National Milk Producers Federation. He's also an animal health expert and will be adding to our discussion. Thank you for joining us. I guess I should say doctors. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Alan, and uh, uh, thank, thank you, Mike, for being here today. You know, Mike, I think starting at kind of the basic level, what types of diseases do coronaviruses cause in cattle and other species of animals? So coronaviruses in cattle uh, typically cause enteric disease, so diarrhea, uh, particularly in newborn calves. That's where we most commonly see coronaviruses in cattle. Uh, but rarely, we also do see occasional respiratory disease, which potentially can progress to pneumonia. In other animals, they similarly cause respiratory diseases and enteric diseases. And like all viruses, they are very specific. The diseases they cause are very specific to the uh, species that's in question. Understanding that cows get coronaviruses, can cows get COVID-19? Coronaviruses are a large family of viruses. And so there are many specific strains. Cows do not at this time. There's no evidence at this time that cows get COVID-19 or the SARS-2 novel coronavirus that causes COVID-19. The bovine coronavirus that cattle do get, that we've known about that for a long time. I think that we first discovered that uh, in uh, calves way back in the early 1970s. The specific bovine coronavirus was initially identified in 1973, and that's a disease that we've been managing in the cattle industry for a long time. Yeah, you know, we've seen, Mike, over, over the past couple of decades that there seem to be um, more coronaviruses in animals that are becoming more common or uh, as they cross species in, into uh, humans. You know, there was uh, SARS-1 almost about 15 years ago, MERS in the Middle East, and now the, the SARS-2, which causes COVID-19. Um, you know, is this happening more often and should we be concerned about, about what's happening here? Coronaviruses are a large family of viruses and within a given species, they're very specific strains that cause disease. SARS-1, the MERS virus, and the current SARS-2 virus are all very closely related, but they are not, in fact, significantly, uh, they're not all the same strain. So there have been a few coronaviruses and other viruses which has become zoonotic, which means they're diseases of animals that ultimately cause disease in humans, so they cross species. But I think the reason we've seen these over time is not because it's becoming more common so much as that as the human population grows, we continue to have an increasing number of interactions with the lives and the habitats of other species. And as those interactions increase, the likelihood of having a virus cross from those animals into humans and become a zoonotic disease does increase, albeit that likelihood is exceptionally rare. I think it's important to note that according to OIE, the World Association for Animal Health, at least 75% of emerging infectious diseases in humans, including Ebola, HIV, and even the human influenza virus, all have animals all have an animal origin. 
Uh, so let's jump a little more into this this zoonotic uh, relationship because this is something that's been a huge concern with coronavirus. Uh, so Jamie's overworking on his family dairy and he's working a lot with with cattle. Is there any risk for him to get bovine coronavirus? There is no evidence that bovine coronavirus can be transmitted to humans or cause any disease in humans. Okay, so how about COVID-19? COVID-19, the SARS-2 novel coronavirus is a different virus from bovine coronavirus. We are not going to get COVID-19 from working around our cattle. And so moving back just a little bit, Mike, to to the uh, bovine coronavirus, I understand that there's, you know, there've been vaccines for uh, quite a number of years uh, for the bovine coronavirus. And could you just talk a little bit about um, the vaccines and, and using them and, and what that's meant for um, animal health specific to the bovine coronavirus? There are several vaccines available in the United States uh, that dairy farmers have used routinely for many years to help prevent and control bovine coronavirus. There's a vaccine that's given to dry cows in late pregnancy to help stimulate the production of antibodies, which are passed to young calves as part of colostrum, which protects against um, this enteric disease of newborn calves. Likewise, there is also an oral vaccine given to newborn calves to provide direct protection after they're born against enteric disease, of which coronavirus is one of the principal causes. Domestic livestock cattle um, are not known to get uh, the SARS-2 COVID-19 coronavirus, but would these um, uh, bovine coronavirus vaccines that are routinely used, would they protect against uh, SARS-2 and COVID-19? Yeah, absolutely not. Um, First of all, it's important to note that these vaccines vaccines for bovine coronavirus are only approved for use in cattle. Secondly, there's no evidence to demonstrate that bovine coronavirus vaccines would be efficacious against uh, SARS-2 or or COVID-19 in people. FDA and all of the experts in human vaccine production have actually looked at those technologies. They're very good at, at knowing what kind of vaccines will work and what kinds will not. And we don't have a vaccine that's currently being used in the cattle industry that we should expect to get any any protection from the SARS-2 virus were people to be exposed to those vaccines. But let's let's complete the circle here, um, taking a look at all the different combinations of people and animals and, and different viruses and how they can interact. Uh, you're seeing a lot of research to find a COVID-19 vaccine that will work in humans. Um, you're seeking that in humans, but you also know that coronaviruses exist in cattle and you're worried about zoonotic infection. So, so what about developing a specific COVID-19 vaccine that would work for cattle, just in case? Since cattle don't contract this strain of virus, the SARS-2 strain of virus that causes COVID-19, there's really no need to develop a COVID-19 vaccine for cattle. They don't contract the virus anyways. The virus will not replicate if they're, if cattle are exposed to it. It's, it's kind of a non-issue. COVID-19 vaccines and all of the effort that's being done to develop COVID-19 vaccines really needs to be focused on developing those vaccines for human application, which is where that virus causes disease and which is why we have the global issue of COVID-19 that we're dealing with today. And I think it would be safe to say that that we would never recommend people use a vaccine intended for cattle on themselves, whether it's one that's for bovine coronavirus or or any other cattle disease. You know, this has all been very helpful to, to listen to. I mean, I'm the layperson in this conversation, so I appreciate all of your time. I actually have a question for you, Jamie. 
Um, in terms of resources that um, the farm program, the National Dairy Farm Program that you're very active in, as well as NMPF, I mean, are there resources that people can use in terms of best practices and what should they should be thinking about, not thinking about when you're dealing with these bovine coronavirus, COVID-19 concerns, those situations? Yeah, so I think there's a number of uh, resources that, that we routinely have available on the nationaldairyfarm.com website um, to be utilized. Um, uh, with the farm's veterinarian to come up with vaccination protocols, for example, uh, and uh, as part of your herd health plan. Um, I would also add that we have some specific materials that we've developed for from National Milk and the Farm Program, specific to precautions for farmers to take uh, for the health of themselves, their family, and their employees on their farms during this uh, COVID-19 pandemic. And those are on the nmpf.org website. That's it for today's podcast. Be sure to look at our coronavirus webpage at nmpf.org slash coronavirus for more information. Archive podcasts are also on that page. And if you want to hear more, you can also subscribe to this podcast. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Google Play. Look under the podcast name, Dairy Defined. Thank you for joining us.